Immortals, coming back Lost to Immortals. Lost Immortals, coming back to Lost life. Lost Immortals, coming back to Lost life. Immortals, coming back Lost to Immortals, coming back to life. Sunday afternoon, it's time for the Lost Immortals with me, Roy Stannard, and Matt Staples. Two hours of brilliant music put together by our listeners via the Facebook page, and it's always a joy to sit down and listen to what people have come up with. I'm going to say thank you to some bloke called Roy Stannard for doing the last couple of hours, and often the two shows do feed into each other, and that's quite nice. Now, we're going to start this week with uh, a track that I've uh, come across this week, really, by accident. Found uh, a very cheap old copy of the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Uh, Take Them On, On Your Own, from 2003, their second album. And there's a barnstormer of a track to uh, lead off the show this week. Six-barrel shotgun. We're going to level it, uh, that shotgun at you, the listener, right now. So put your earmuffs on. Uh, dive into that bunker and we'll get the show going.
goodness. If you, if you were listening to that opening track on headphones, I think uh, it's probably blasted at the earwax straight out the other side of your head. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> wake up. Welcome to Lost Immortals. Yeah, well, what a great start yeah. to the show, Roy. And, and, uh, yeah. and now, did you just find that BRMC album in a, in a charity bin then? It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've always loved them, so uh, I didn't have this one. And uh, uh, the amusing uh, bit of information about this is that I think they're the only uh, rock band to have caused the evacuation of a venue with the ceiling starting to crack and splinter and come down on the heads of the audience. <laughs> so I forget where that was. It's somebody in the Midlands, I think. But, uh, yeah, the, you can hear why after listening to that. How about you? Uh, you've, you've, uh, we've got a little grunge fest going on uh, today. Yeah, or? absolutely. Now, you know, I, I can't say that I was a massive, massive grunge head back in the 90s, but... Um, Mud Honey uh, sort of have spurred this little thing off. Now, I, funnily enough, was not a big Nirvana fan uh, back in the day. Um, perhaps a little bit too obvious uh, for for my sort of <laughs> contrary self, a teenage self. But um, uh, no, really love Mud Honey and uh, their album "Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge" is just celebrating <laughs> with a re-release. It's thirtieth mm. anniversary, which is making me feel a little bit old. Mm. But um, uh, it is. I went back and I listened to it this week and. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, so I've picked a track off of there, which we're going to play in a minute, uh, called Let It Slide. And, uh, you know, uh, they, were, they were one of the sort of forming uh, grunge bands, I suppose, from Seattle back in the day. Uh, released some, you know, their early releases on Sub Pop, which was a fantastic, uh, fantastic label at the time. Uh, the, the excellent Superfuzz Big Muff um, EP, which I suspect was probably named after a, a sort of eponymous uh, sort of distortion pedal of the time, which I think a lot of the bands kind of sort of uh, based their guitar sound around. And, uh, um, <clears throat> but it sort of took me on a little journey this week. So, yeah, absolutely you're right, Roy. Um, I kind of went off and listened to some other grunge bands from back in the day. So we've got a... Um, uh, and a rather probably slightly easy ch uh, choice off of uh, the very successful Hole album from the time, but it wasn't one of their singles. Uh, so we're going to play that a little in a little bit of time. And I think in the second half of the show, we've got a couple more tracks. So uh, a, a band called Mother Love Bone, who I just had not heard of, but actually released stuff prior to Nirvana. Only got one album out, so they're a proper lost immortal for people today. And mm. uh, coincidentally, the Facebook group threw up this week... Uh, so that's probably not the right word. Throughout this week, yeah. a uh, Patty Smith cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. So um, I can't remember who posted that, but we'll come around to that later. Linda, in the show too. Linda. So she's obviously on my wavelength this week. Mm. But uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun uh, going through and listening to all that. Uh, so I suppose uh, without further ado, we should probably get the mm. first one on. So this is Mud Honey and Let It Slide off of their Every Good, Every Good Boy Deserves Fudge album from 1991.
Well, after Mud Honey, we moved back to these shores and back to 1982. And this was uh, one of the first albums that Susie and the Banshees put together where they kind of moved past post-punk and the goth uh, material they were into and for the first time used strings and uh, some experimentation in the studio. Some people feel it's their first psychedelic album. Um, and they added uh, a couple of very good musicians to, to the lineup. A Kiss in the Dream House was the album in 1982. The standout track is Fireworks. And I've delved a little bit deeper, and we found the 12-inch version of that, which is even better. Uh, it's a little bit long. It's not terribly long, but uh, get an extra minute on the 12-inch. And as a bonus to our listeners, we'll throw that extra minute in. So don't say we don't look after it. Lost Immortals, brought back to life with Roy Stannard and Matt Staples on Burgess Hill Radio.
That was absolutely excellent, Susie Nabanshi. Definitely one of those kind of uh, UK punk I didn't really grasp hold of when I was uh, younger, uh, but really appreciating it. I think we've had a couple of their tracks in recent weeks. Uh, fantastic choice. Um, now we've got the second of uh, the grunge-inspired sort of uh, selection this week, um, and it's Hole. Uh, off of their 94 album Live Through This which was by far their biggest success commercially and uh, really sort of launched them into the mainstream in fact um, they're still one of the most successful female fronted sort of rock bands of that uh, sort of 90s 2000s era and uh, yeah there's probably a lot that we could say about uh, Courtney Love she's certainly somebody who, who liked to uh, court controversy but um uh, they were very much influenced by the sort of punk scene as much as the grunge scene at the time. Uh, had their debut album, Pretty on the Inside, back in 1991, which was actually produced by Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth. There was a whole lot of fantastic songs. And, uh, you know, very, very driven by feminist politics. And, uh, you know, that shows in a lot of their lyrical content. But, yeah, great song. Were you a big, oh, big yeah. fan uh, of, of Hole at the time? Uh, yeah, some of their, some of their stuff. Uh, interestingly, Kurt Cobain sang backing vocals on two tracks on the album. I don't think it's on this one. No, and no. the uh, Rolling Stones uh, magazine listed it uh, as number 460 in the 500 greatest albums of all time. <laughs> Scraped in there, yeah. yes. And uh, 84th uh, by the NME in 2013. So it sold over 1.6 million copies. So, yeah, it's very good indeed. And uh, we forget that... Uh, hold came about uh, the same you know whilst Kurt Cobain was still alive uh, yeah. despite her having a relationship with the uh, co-founder of the band Eric Erlinson but that's tittle tattle and gossip we won't uh, spend our time thinking about that no no good music is good music and let's so let's get this one on so this is Hole and their excellent track Plump from Live Through This released back in 1994 <laughs>
Well, last week uh, I played a track on the whole nine yards, John Cooper Clark, and uh, <laughs> that caused a bit of comment. So I've stuck with uh, new wave poets who have gone on to make uh, quite hard-hitting music. Anne Clark, uh, for more than 30 years, she's been making music uh, linked to poetry and the other way around. And she's a very good poet, but she's worked with uh, a number of musicians and combined her work with dance music. And there were three albums in particular that stand out in her genre for me. And um, The City Room, 1982, and The Analog Synth in Sleeper in Metropolis, 83, and Our Darkness, 84. And I picked up a, a copy of Joined Up Writing, one of her great albums in 1985. But we're going forwards to 1987, Hopeless Cases, for the next track called Now. Uh, it's different, it's powerful, and it's kind of where Patti Smith could have gone uh, if she'd followed the route. But uh, Patti, funnily enough, went back to a slightly more rock-orientated sound uh, as she got older. Sweat runs down the centre of my back Crawling like an insect It makes a track Sweat runs down the nape of my neck Anticipation The cause And the effect
going to follow up that excellent Anne Clark track, which was, you know, for me, almost bordering on sort of sort of Germanic in some of the sort mm. of uh, uh, sort of almost electro aesthetic, I suppose. Mm. Um, uh, with uh, another great electronic track, uh, this time in the form of Pliny Rossler Holgate, uh, slightly better known as Pliny, who is an Australian guitarist and songwriter uh, who uh, used to release tracks under the name Halcyon uh, and then switched to his first name. It was described by Stephen Vai as the future of exceptional guitar playing. Well, Stephen Vai being possibly the most show-offiest of guitar players ever, uh, <laughs> uh, should know a thing or two about that, I guess. But all the more interesting to find this, as I think it actually is a remix of, of uh, the Pliny track by Dacey. And... Um, uh, so it's a little bit more of an electronic act. So this is a remix. If you like more of the guitar angle, go away and listen to some of his actual uh, album tracks. But in the meantime, here's the Daisy remix of I'll Tell You Someday, which is actually released on a, on a remix album called Impulse Voices uh, that came out earlier this year.
wouldn't be a week without a punk track for me, I suspect, but uh, it's very unusual for me to be playing some No Means No. Uh, they're from Canada, a Canadian punk band. I know most of, most of what I play seems to come from California or thereabouts. Uh, although <laughs> they've had 11 albums out, so pretty prolific, really, uh, including a collaborative album with uh, the uh, very eccentric and uh, wonderful Jello Biafra, who is the frontman of the uh, influential and very political uh, San Francisco punk rock band, the Dead Kennedys. Um, <clears throat> a lot of uh, No Means No is probably a little bit more in the, in the way of heavy metal and certainly very uh, aggressive punk music, uh, quite hardcore sound, very complex instrumentation, probably drawing a little bit on some sort of jazz rhythms and that sort of thing, uh, and very sort of uh, political and, and pointed lyrically as well. Um, so... Possibly a reason not to uh, have had a whole lot of radio play. Um, but, uh, yeah, punk jazz uh, and post-hardcore. So, you know, uh, definitely uh, that kind of uh, very crazy patterns of rhythm, uh, probably quite influential on the sort of math rock uh, and emo genres that sort of came a little bit later on. This track is Dark Ages. It's off of their Small Parks Isolated and Destroyed album, which was released in 1988. And uh, the band is No Means No. Go and check out some more of their material if you uh, don't mind something raucous. Here we go.
Well, we've got a contribution next from Paul Mortimer, who loves uh, Midwestern, Western, uh, alt country, blues. And we've got a little mix of all of that in the next track. Sonny Landreth with a track called Congo Square from down in Louisiana in 1985. Paul says an accomplished musician with a nice piece of slide guitar. And Eric Pangman, who, uh, whose musical taste is pretty much impeccable, uh, says, I've seen Sonny many times, never fails to impress. South of 110 is true Cajun country, some of the best food in the world. I think he means the, uh, the music, but I'm sure he's been eating Cajun country food as well. Uh, he's um, uh, 68, 9, something like that now, American blues musician from southwest Louisiana, and has uh, developed a whole slide guitar style of his own. He's known as the king of Slyco, plays with a strong Zydeco influence, and Eric Clapton has said that Landris one of the most advanced guitarists in the world and one of the most underappreciated. So Pliny is the, uh, the current hot flavour, if you like, and Sundry Landreth has uh, really provided the foundation on which uh, more recent guitarists have built.
Sia McLeod, I've got the pronunciation right, you'll be glad to hear Sia, um, asked for the mutton birds. And funnily enough, you don't know this, Sia, but I've enjoyed the mutton birds for a long time. I always put them in the same bracket as Crowded House and the go-betweens, so you've really given me an excuse to go to town on this one. But I noticed that the mutton birds, one of their bigger hits was something called Nature, and I thought, well, I wonder if there's a connection with the formula um, version of that from the Green Bee Holiday in 1969. Having been doing my research on New Zealand rock recently, I discovered that uh, the formula's version of Nature has been voted as the number one track of all time in New Zealand. So uh, I thought I'd put the original in before the Mutton Birds. Chia McLeod has asked for Anchor Me from her from the Salty Album in 1994. Don McClashen, who is the songwriter and lead singer, uh, is a bit of a legend over in Kiwi land, and you can hear why. And then I've very self-indulgently put uh, my own favourite of the Mutton Birds, Come Around from Envy of Angels, in 1997. So we'll link these together and uh, uh, come out at the end uh, much better appraised of New Zealand music.
Lost Immortals, brought back to life with Roy Stannard and Matt Staples on Burgess Hill Radio.
not too far away from New Zealand really just across the water to Queensland Australia in fact Brisbane and uh, Aussie indie rock band the go-betweens who funnily enough have I think uh, very much influential on the mutton birds who have just heard a couple of tracks from this track we're going to put on is called Streets of Your Town from their 16 Lovers Lane album released way back in 1988 and uh, Roy, you were just saying that uh, another bit of a favourite of yours, uh, the go-betweens. Have you? Did you pick this one out this week? 
Uh, yeah, I did. And uh, the Go-Between is my favorite uh, Aussie band ever. I've got everything they ever produced. And I think it was either Cash or Kane or this track, Streets of Your Town, that got me into them in the first place. Two amazingly talented singer-songwriters and guitarists, Robert Forster and Grant McLennan, and uh, drummer Lindy Morrison in the early days as well. And 16 Lovers Lane, if you need an entry point to their music, then that's the album to go to. Um, but I just felt it worked so well with the Mutton Birds. Uh, uh, there's, a def- there's a distinct style that comes from Down Under, uh, it's acoustic, it's spacey, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's kind of fun, but also um, just well played. They're great musicians. Uh, so, yeah, let's enjoy this.
Well, this week we've been very fortunate in the choices made by the Facebook listeners because uh, Eric Pangman, who I said earlier has got uh, pretty, uh, pretty thoroughbred taste, um, has asked for World Party, Ain't Gonna Come Till I'm Ready, from their best album, Goodbye Jumbo, in 1990. Never released as a single. But Carl Wallinger, who essentially was World Party, started uh, in the Waterboys, uh, which is another favourite band, and then went on to become musical director of the Rocky Horror Show in the West End. Then joined a funk band, The Out, and uh, then joined the Waterboys. And after their third album, he left to form World Party. And, and it was a shame in a way, because they could have, Waterboys could have con- continued to become an absolute supergroup with these two brilliant, uh, Mike, uh, Mike Scott and Carl Wallinger in the same band. They did have some big hits, Private Revolution, Ship of Fools. Um, this is their best album. Um, Wallinger, by the way, uh, helped Sinead O'Connor out in recording her debut album, the lion and the cobra. Um, and he has gone on since then to uh, work with a whole load of other artists and has become a songwriter, producer of great notes. But this track is one, it's interesting because I've listened to it lots of times and this track kind of passed me by. But Eric choosing it made me go and listen again. And uh, you're quite right, Eric. He says, all time fave. I hope I can see one.
think uh, last week or possibly the week before we had a, an excellent jazz track put forward by Martina Kielek, uh which we'd uh, pictured up uh, which we picked up from her uh, writing on uh, the sensible sounds uh, webzine or website um, and we've got another one for you this week this time off of hi-fi answers she certainly is getting around definitely a uh, flourishing um, music journalist, I would say, Martina, another string to your bow. Uh, this time, um, she has put forward Nassim, or Nassim Jalal and uh, the Rhythms of Resistance. So I'm just going to read out uh, Martina's um, words on this one because she, she cues up the track wonderfully. Uh, she says, Discovering Nassim Jalal has been a rather magical experience. She's amazed me with the uniqueness of her musical universe. She was born in Paris, but from Syrian parents. Uh, as a composer and singer and flute player, uh, versed uh, very much in European uh, instrumentation, uh, as well as Middle Eastern emblem flute called the Ney. She creates and performs jazz, hip-hop, funk, uh, and lots of elements of world music weaved throughout her work. She's collaborated for musicians from Mali, Lebanon, Nigeria, uh, to quote but a few and wrote the soundtrack for a documentary back in 2012 called La Femme à la Camera uh, she's featured in a dozen studio albums so far six of which uh, have had her own name and this one is taken from a brand new release which has been recorded with her quintet Rhythms of Resistance it's called Un Autre Monde which means another word and definitely has another worldly quality to it um, well what that is the album name the track is in fact him à la noir him to the night uh, and martina fantastic you've got a job <laughs> we'll see you on next week's show uh, and for, for those of you listening this is nazim jalal and rhythms of resistance and the wonderful him à la noir
Well, welcome back to hour two of Lost Immortals. Thank you very much to Sky Newsroom for keeping us up to date on all the current affairs. Now we're going to kick off this hour with a continuation of uh, the selection of grunge uh, scene tracks that I've picked out for this week's show. Uh, this is going to be Mother Love Bone, which a lot of you might say, who? And they're very much a lost immortal. Uh, they managed, uh, they were formed back in 1988 in Seattle, of course, so home of the grunge movement, and uh, were fronted by Andrew Woods, who uh, was described by um, by their, their sound engineer, Jack and Dino, as the only stand-up comedian frontman in Seattle, referring to a very playful uh, interaction they used to have with the Love Bone fans. Uh, they were signed to Polygram uh, at the time and uh, released a short debut EP uh, ahead of this album, which was called Apple. Uh, but unfortunately, just before the album was due to be released, uh, the singer, Andrew Wood, overdosed on heroin and became one of those uh, woefully young lost lives to the music industry. So this album was eventually released uh, a little while later in 1990. And uh, it's just bursting with personality, fantastic lyrics, uh, proving what could have potentially been for uh, a, a very promising band and definitely uh, one that was very influential of uh, some of the other early grunge acts around at that time. So, um, yeah, a lost immortal for us all to enjoy now. This is Mother Love Bone and their excellent This Is Shangri-La off of the uh, 1990 eventually released album Apple. Enjoy. Bad 
Now, that was the wonderful Mother Love Bone. In fact, a couple of the band did go on to a little bit more success with uh, uh, by joining Pearl Jam. But we're going to move a little bit away from the grunge scene now and, uh, to be honest, revisit Jungle. Uh, we played an earlier track of theirs last week and uh, Roy and I had both been listening to their uh, new single, Keep mm. Moving, uh, which is from their brand new album, Loving in Stereo. And, uh, to be honest, uh, we gave them a good uh, promo last Last week and their back catalogue is excellent as well but this track's too good not to play uh, they're a British electronic music act formed by Josh Lloyd Watson and Tom McFarland uh, they've had a couple of studio albums out now as I said we played a track from their earlier Jungle uh, album released uh, back in 2014 which was shortlisted for the Mercury Prize this one hopefully is destined for even greater success do look out for it it's called Loving in Stereo and this track which is absolutely fantastic is called Keep Moving this is the wonderful Jungle Lost Immortals, brought back to life with Roy Stannard and Matt Staples on Burgess Hill Radio.
Now we've got uh, a rather wonderful Malian track from an exceptional African musician uh, called Fatima Diawara. Now I do believe we've probably played her before. She was born uh, on the Ivory Coast back in 1982. Is a fantastic singer-songwriter, guitarist, and actress, and uh, currently lives in France. In fact, she's had a couple of nominations at the uh, Grammy Awards for Best World Music Album uh, for this album, Fenfo. And Roger uh, Roger Webster's put forward this track, who simply says, "Rather beautiful," uh, and the video for those of you. Uh, uh, wanting to investigate that one is rather beautiful too so uh, i think we won't say too much more because we've we've played quite a bit from her i think even uh, a collaborative track she did with uh, some other north african artists so uh, do go away and look into her back catalogue in the meantime the wonderful fatima diawara and antarini <laughs> Jarabi tara yorajana alem masostegima Nderini nderini ngabedisa ne jarabi ma peganyalo nyegala Nderini nderini ngabedisa ne kanu I want to know I want to know 
Well, Michelle Obligas has found the next track. Um, but Michelle, to be honest, I'd actually listened to this a couple of years ago and thought it was brilliant. So I'm delighted you found it as well. And it's the Dave Brubeck uh, quartet with uh, a version of Golden Brown, except it isn't. Uh, quite rightly, uh, a lot of people have discovered that Golden Brown by The Strangler shares the same chord sequence as Take Five by Trey Brubeck. And uh, Lawrence Mason, who is a musician in his own right, uh, decided to put a tribute together to uh, Dave Greenfield, uh, the keyboardist with The Stranglers, and uh, who died recently with COVID, and Paul Desmond, who was saxophonist with the Dave Brubeck Quartet. And uh, the anniversary of his death uh, coincided with Dave Greenfield uh, dying. So uh, what he did was, uh, in his own words, Lawrence Mason took a clip from a 1964 live version of Take 5, made the drum loop by chopping up the intro and turning it from 5-4 into the 3-4-4-4 groove that Golden Brown has. The upright bass sound is sequenced from Logic and the piano part was played in using one of the piano sounds from a Nord Electro 5D. Then I played the sax part over the top, which is beautifully done, by the way. I play a King Zephyr alto. And for this, I used a hard rubber Yannick Asahua mouthpiece rather than my usual bright Gardalada. The video was then edited using the clip. Now, do go and have a look at the video. It's hilarious. Dave Brubeck playing Golden Brown on the surface, but there's a lot more involved. Lawrence Mason released this, uh, along with a couple of other tracks, on a Take Vibe EP in 2020. I saw it at the time. I thought, oh, I must play that, and then forgot about it. So, Michelle Obligas, who says, so classic, we all think about the Stranglers. Well, of course you do. It's the Stranglers song. Um, and it's very clever, and it fits into the show beautifully.
Now, Linda Martin, you have picked out an excellent track uh, off of the uh, incredibly good Fear of Music album uh, released way back in 1979 by Talking Heads. You've put forward the track Air. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Talking Heads. Uh, David Byrne is just one of those just unmistakable vocalists and absolutely individual style of singing warbling speaking however you want to describe his uh, vocal style uh the album was uh, produced and recorded um in um new york and uh, the band produced it alongside brian eno a legend in him his own own lifetime really uh and very much uh cohort mr bowie and i, I think I don't know about you, Roy, but I definitely see some parallels between some of Bowie's music and, and Talking Heads. Um, yeah, it's very New York, and uh, yes, you can actually hear a bit of swagger. Back. Yeah, it's it was. Uh, I think they were living on Avenue A in the East Village at the time. You just you just hear that coming through, and uh, and I think you know that there's connections with Lou Reed as well. So yes, without yeah, a doubt, great piece of music. Well done, Linda. Two two tracks. Uh, in a row here, I think, because the next one is also from Linda Martin.
thing Roy mentioned a little bit before the uh, Talking Heads track that we've just played uh, that Linda put forward this track as well. So absolutely well done, Linda. You must be on some kind of psychic wavelength with me because it just fitted so wonderfully well with the other grunge tracks I was putting together. Um, uh, You've simply said, I love this cover of uh, the Nirvana song. This is Patti Smith and her uh, cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit off the 12 album released in 2007. As Roy rightly said a little bit earlier when we were playing Roy, when we were playing the Anne Clark song, uh, that, you know, Patty actually had gone more into a sort of uh, rock star with some of her uh, albums at that time. I, I saw a film uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, I think it's on Prime, uh, called Maplethorpe. Uh, oh, right, of course, okay. uh, Robert Maplethorpe, who's a very uh, controversial photographer at the time, beautifully photographed uh, subjects, but of rather strange objects and uh, including uh, naked human form uh, but also flowers uh, interestingly but she uh, Patty Smith and Robert Maple thought had a, a relationship for a short time before he came out as gay and uh, if you haven't seen the film do check it out it's free on prime if you've got it uh, Matt Smith he of uh, Doctor Who and all sorts of other fame uh, plays the uh, the lead role uh, so, uh, yeah, and uh, it, it does give an insight into Patti Smith in the very early days. I think she comes over as slightly more sweet than she actually was then. But, um, uh, yeah, do do go and have a look at it. Uh, this version of Smells Like Teen Spirit is very unusual indeed. It's not a rock version, really. It's a, it's a kind of almost country. There's banjos in there. But uh, she then introduces her sort of spoken word uh, section halfway through and uh, it just brings it all back from the uh, the horses uh, album in 1975 which uh, was a seminal album and actually changed our views on how you could make punk music work
not forget just what it takes And yet I guess it makes me smile I found it hard, it's hard to find Well, whatever, never mind Hello, 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 hello Street of the sorrows and children of the wood Hounded, shredding all veils Unwinding all sheets of the dead world Droning, overturning tables Laden with silver sacrificial birds Beating goatskin drums Advancing with hands outstretched When we keep filling them with mercury Nitrate, asbestos, baby bombs Blasting blue, scavengers picking through the ashes Children of the mills, children of the junkyards Sleepy, illiterate, fuzzy little rats Haunted paint sniffing, stoned out of their shaved heads Forgotten, foraging, mystical children Found mouth, glassy-eyed, hallucinating If I put an artist in front of you called Jessica Smith, uh, you wouldn't be terribly interested. Sounds rather boring. If I put an artist in front of you called Big Pig, uh, you're going to sit up and pay notice. Now, uh, that's exactly what Michelle Obligas has done. Big Pig, Lavender from the album The Sky is Bleeding, which is out now, or very imminently. Uh, now, I am aware of her because I've played her on another show I do, and the big pig name is a stage name. She was uh, born in Ireland, uh, 
and went to Spain uh, aged four to 12. So she speaks English, or Irish perhaps, and Spanish. She moved back to Waterford and then Kerry and then to West London at the age of 14. And this is the interesting fact about her. She worked as a late-night poker dealer uh, at the age of 14. And amazing. Her parents, even to this day, run a pub. And she started writing folk songs on guitar and ukulele. Uh, she was helped by balladeers like Lewis Watson, Ben Harper, well-known musicians, and uh, went to Richmond College and studied music. So she started uploading her own music. It's all self-help stuff uh, right the way through to 2019 when she got signed by RCA and put out her first uh, big label release, Sunny, which I think is the track I've played before. And uh, this track, Lavender, is her latest release. Uh, Michelle Obligas found it. Well done. And Eric Pangman, uh, who likes to comment on other people's choices, said, new to me and awesome and thank you. And uh, this is her fourth studio album after some self-released uh, uh, albums, one from RCA, and I think this is a second one from RCA. Thank you. 
Well, it's uh, been a little bit of musical serendipity this week. Uh, a, because I went out on Saturday and revisited a few uh, second-hand shops to find some uh, gems. And secondly, because out of interest, I just followed the breadcrumbs through Spotify, looked at some of my what my friends were listening to, and a couple of tracks uh, came out as a result. Pliny earlier, we heard, and this one from Matt Jordan. Now, I just heard the first few bars of this song and fell in love with it. It's called Runaway Heart. The original version of it was recorded on uh, an album called Still Alive uh, a year or so back. But he's gone back into the studio and played live and acoustically the same track. So it's basically the same album, but recorded uh, acoustically. And... He uh, sounds remarkably like uh, a Bruce Springsteen in his earlier days. And he's got the same style of uh, writing and singing. And maybe it was because his parents brought him up listening to Springsteen, Jackson Brown, The Eagles. But this is a beautiful track, uh, so I thought I'd share it with Lost Immortals, brought back to life with Roy Stannard and Matt Staples on Burgess Hill Radio. Tired of letting my fears get the best of my freedom. Tired of letting my nightmares get the best of my dream. Tired of wasting regret. How far I ain't come. Tired of wasting my breath. On things I ain't done Spend most of 25 years Burning down bridges I guess I had more to prove Than I knew what to do I was born in the fast lane So I'm used to goodbye I've yet to find something I can't leave behind Cause I got this runaway heart That drags me around Skipped every sidewalk crack Of every unlucky town I'm trying to get my feet on some solid ground I'm trying to slow down I'm trying to slow down Guess I never saw you coming with these wandering eyes. The world revolved around me, but it swore to be different this time. I thought I could keep a promise, 
to a faithful heart like you Leave it to me to go and lose it If there's something to lose Cause I got this runaway heart That drags me around Skipped every sidewalk crack Every unlucky town I'm trying to get my feet On some solid ground I'm trying to slow down I'm trying to slow down Maybe it's out there Whatever I'm chasing Maybe I'll find it someday Maybe I'll spend my whole life waiting For something I missed on the way Cause I got this runaway heart Drags me around Skipped every sidewalk crack Every unlucky town I'm trying to get my feet On some solid ground I'm trying to slow down 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 Now, while this show is most definitely here to celebrate lost tracks from immortal artists, sometimes we do kind of dip into more modern and perhaps more successful artists as well. And this, uh, this is probably valid for this next track, which is from Lana Del Rey. It, I believe, is going to be her... Uh, it's a lead track of her new album, Blue Bannisters, which is due out shortly, I would say. Uh, but it's just a beautiful and exquisite and tender tender song uh eric pangman's put this one forwards on our excellent lost immortals facebook group so if you want to join eric in putting forward amazing tracks uh to educate us and entertain us and who knows perhaps make it onto a future show to entertain you and all the rest of the listeners uh then please do so join us on facebook look up lost immortals but um this one uh, is a great choice, Eric, and uh, yeah, very, very, very tender. Uh, sometimes I get a little, um, I don't know, detached from uh, Lana Del Rey's uh, vocal style, very sort of plaintive, but uh, the lyrical content of this is, is beautiful, a lovely bit of storytelling. So this is Lana Del Rey, brand new track, Blue Bannisters. There's a picture on the wall of me on a John Deere. Jenny handed me a beer, said, how the hell did you get there? Oklahoma There were flowers that were dry Sitting on the dresser She asked me where they're from I said a place I don't remember Oklahoma Jenny jumped into the she was swimming with Nikki Lane. She said, Most men don't want a woman with a legacy at her age. 
she said you can't be amused Be happy too, you can't Blacken the pages with Russian poetry and be
Now, what I like about Giuseppe Ragnanti is that he seems to have a vast array of musical influences and uh, possibly the time to listen to most of them. But, uh, Giuseppe, you've come up with another gem. Barbara Lynn, give me a break from You'll Lose a Good Thing album in 1963. And uh, definitely a lost immortal, although she was quite well known for a few years and came back on the scene much later on. Uh, in the 60s, she was possibly the first black female musician to write her own songs, uh, sing them, and play guitar on them, uh, which makes her pretty unusual. In 2018, she received a National Heritage Fellowship. But before that, she really uh, did uh, fall on her uppers and, and had a number of years when she was uh, really overlooked and forgotten and not making a lot of money. So this is a track from the album which features her best-known track, You'll Lose a Good Thing, uh, which is covered by Aretha Franklin. And Freddie Fender did a country version, which became a hit. And even reggae artist Mikey Dredd uh, based the melody of his 1989 single Choose Me on this song. But not this song where we're going to play now. Give me a break. Uh, Giuseppe says a forgotten talent. and Well, that's what this show's all about. Somebody please give me a break show we like to follow themes and we follow the string from one track to another one week to another sometimes and last week we played Sippy Wallace and uh, on that track it was a live from the Tonight Show I believe um, on the track was Dr John and 
Paul Mortimer this week has kept the theme going because he's asked for a track by Marsha Hunt, Walk on Gilded Splinters, from her album of the same name, 1971. And, of course, Dr. John wrote the original and had quite a hit with it himself. And Marsha Hunt's one of these interesting characters who kind of uh, permeates rock music for about a decade. Uh, She's American. She writes or did write novels, and uh, she was a former model. Absolutely beautiful woman. Uh, Lived in Britain and Ireland. Uh, She came over to perform in London as Dion in the rock musical Hair. And while she did that, she had relationships with Mark Bolan, uh, quite a long relationship with Mark Bolan until his death, and Mick Jagger. And she had a child with Mick Jagger called Karis. And uh, according to legend, and there's no reason to disbelieve it, uh, Brown Sugar was written uh, for her and about her. She's written three novels, uh, three autobiographical books, and uh, also, which includes one about her breast cancer experience. Um, she sang with Long John Baldry on Bluesology uh, and performed with Reg Dwight, otherwise known as Elton John. So it's just one of these people that kind of just dip in and out and uh, wherever you turned up, uh, she'd be there somewhere. She was on the Isle of Wight Festival in 1969 with her backup band White Trash, uh, it was a very amusing. And, yeah, just uh, keeps... Uh, she met Mark Bolan in 69, uh, where Bolan was recording Unicorn and uh, seemed to have relationships all over the place. But uh, a very interesting artist, and I think uh, this has inspired me to go and read some of her autobiographies. <laughs> Walk on 
taking it down a little notch now to a rather beautiful and plaintive song uh, from the wonderful Ondara. Now, Paul Mortimer, I think that's two in a row, Paul, because you, you put forward uh, the Marshall Hunt track we've just played. You put this one forwards, and yeah, very, very different. So Ondara is a Grammy-nominated Kenyan singer-songwriter uh, whose debut album, Tales of America, this track was from. It was released back in uh, 2019. Had some good critical success and uh, for me it reminds me a little bit of, of sort of Tracy Chapman I think in the sort of style of singing and the sort of maybe it's a very sort of acoustic setting to, to the song and songwriting. Uh, beautiful is all I'm going to say Paul. Uh, the track which I should probably introduce now is called Saying Goodbye and as I said it's from uh, his Tales of America album released in 2019. So Paul Thank you for this wonderful suggestion. Uh, this is Ondara and saying goodbye.
we say every week we're so surprised when the last track comes up and yeah here it is again uh thank you all on the lost immortals facebook group for your wonderful suggestions uh every week they just entertain us endlessly even the ones that we don't put in the into the show are always a good listen so if you haven't joined and you're listening please contribute uh if you're on the lost immortals group and don't please contribute because you know we get to listen to all your wonderful music and who knows uh some of those may find them where their way onto a future show uh well that's it for us for now we'll be back again at uh, between five and seven next sunday uh but don't forget if you're listening on the radio you've got four more hours of excellent music First up is Dan Whaley and his excellent Outer Limits show, possibly even more eclectic than The Lost Immortals. Uh, and following that, a vinyl-only show, The Vinyl Countdown, uh, with Darren Buckley. So stick around for those, and I'll pass you over now to Roy, who's going to queue up our last track for the week. Thanks, Matt. Yes, it's been an interesting week because uh, almost serendipitously, if that's a word, uh, I stumbled across this next composer, and it's quite different for this show, and we normally stick to blues, rock, uh, dance, maybe jazz, but uh, this is modern classical, and we don't play that very often. And the reason it came to my attention is that Sebastian Plano, who was an Argentinian composer, producer, multi-instrumentalist, uh, nowadays based in Berlin, um, struck me as somebody I need to follow because uh, the first thing I heard from him, which is a bit weird, is on the latest Aviva ad. I'm not advertising the company, but on the ad you'll hear a very striking opening chord sequence uh, that made me seek out who the uh, composer is. Now, sadly, that piece of music is not available commercially, uh, so I can't put it on the radio for you unless you want the Aviva spoken word uh, commercial underneath. But uh, I have found his latest single, and you think, well, com- you know, this is classical, we can't have a single. Uh, but it is. Uh, it's a short piece. It's called A Present for a Young Traveller. It's on the upcoming album Save Me Not, 2021. You could say it's ambient. You could say it's classical. It's just a beautiful piece of music. Anyway, we'll say goodbye here. Thanks to Matt. And uh, we'll uh, look forward to Dan Whaley in a a couple of minutes' time. (laughs) 